welcome back to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I'm Laura Smith here with Jeff Hollingshead. Jeff, how's it going today? Doing great. Oh, there we go. We're changing up a little bit today. Doing great. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about where you've been this week, where you've been traveling. Any any good news? All good news. I, Monday, I was in Myrtle Beach with all those guys down there. They're uh, doing phenomenally well. So all um, all of them uh, okay. are, are just doing phenomenal. I, I really appreciate that group, Myrtle Beach. They have so much experience, really grabbed the bull by the horns, and have done a, a great job. They're batching a lot of concrete, and their operators doing a great job. They're batch guys. Uh, so everybody's in it uh, and doing, doing very good, great. So big shout-out to Joseph and his team. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I was in the, the great state of Texas, all over Texas. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, looking at some deals down there, me and uh, me, Dad, and Rob Turner. So we uh, we flew around the whole the whole state, really. <laughs> and, uh, had an interesting day yesterday. We had to take an emergency landing in Austin because mm-hmm. uh, we had some issues with our landing gear. Yeah. And... Uh, so we had to have an emergency, and I've never been so scared in my life. And I was saying my prayers and asking the Lord to forgive me of my sins. And yeah. hopefully, uh, it, it was serious there for a minute. So it was a crazy day yesterday. Yeah. And then uh, Dad and I had to catch a catch a flight home, so we didn't get home till I don't know about midnight or so. Yeah. So long, crazy day. So you were you guys were trying to leave Texas uh, when that we were leaving at you were one. Leaving. We, we flew out at one, and then the plane had malfunctioned. Maybe so. that's it. Texas just didn't want you guys to. Texas to, has been rough on me. So Really? <clears throat> we lived we lived in Austin. I lived in Austin for about two years and loved it. Texas is a great state. We love, yeah. <laughs> Go Texas. But no, it's uh, it seems good. We were, Austin's a great town. It really is. And uh, I've seen a lot of interesting stuff while I was there this week. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of interesting stuff. So. Always looking and seeing what's out there for sure. And uh, excited about our Phoenix deal. We announced that yeah. last week and closing today. That's closing right. Closing on the deal today. So, we. Uh, oh, today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Today awesome. on Friday. Today on this Friday. This always confuses me a lot because we do these podcasts on Thursdays, but yeah. we don't like to disclose that. No. <laughs> I do them on Thursday and close. So, we're closing on Friday and uh, we'll get to building these trucks. So, we're uh, working through the components. There's a lot of parts that have crazy lead times on building new trucks. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to glider about fifty or sixty trucks while we're waiting on new parts to come in. But as soon as they come in, we'll start building our new trucks. So we're we're excited about that whole transition, and that's where Steve Howard's at. So we I know we announced uh, we had some exciting news for Steve, Steve. and that's where Steve is. That's he, it. he and his wife have moved back to Fort Wayne, Indiana, Indiana. his old stomping ground. And th- so. Is that where Steve is originally from, or is that where he's just kind of in that area? That's where Steve's been from for as long as I've known him, yeah. uh, working, if, building mixers. You know, he's been building mixers, I think, for close to 40 years in that business. So uh, I appreciate him for jumping up and, and moving there from Fort Myers, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big, big difference between Fort Myers and Fort Wayne. It is. But uh, uh, he did it, and I uh, appreciate him very much. And he, he and his wife. It's a big big change for both of them. It is. It is. He might just lose his nice Florida tan, uh, you know, but yeah. he can he can always go back. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's great. That's big news. And you were able to meet a lot of a lot of the the people, um, the the team, the the Phoenix team, um, 
last week yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we yeah, you were with us and so yeah. we uh you had to meet a bunch of them so met all of them and so we got a group, such a good neat group process watching them build i mean we we got to we got to kind of see it in action mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah it's uh you know i don't know it's pretty exciting i'm excited about that our ability to control our own truck manufacturing is big very very big and, and uh, will help us uh keep these trucks moving yeah. a little more expeditiously hopefully you have a target date of when your first uh truck that you guys yesterday everybody. yesterday yeah, yeah. So, we need them quicker but right. uh <clears throat> no i haven't looked at the schedule yet i know dane's working on that it's great to have dane as a part of our team too and uh, so that he and steve will be working on that schedule and making sure we we get these trucks flowing out well great great hey sure. um i wanted to uh highlight uh, just a, a couple of things a couple of stories we get emails a lot and often about uh just people um just saying give us shout outs for how great our people are um so we got a an email um about mr uh chip nelson chip um chip has moved up to johnson city tri-cities areas as a gm and it didn't take very long for people to, to recognize for him to do a good deed and uh to get our name out there but um a lady was um i think mowing in jonesboro no i don't I don't know where she was, but anyway, but she was mowing. Um, she's on a lawnmower and had an accident. And Chip Nelson witnessed this, um, and and he went and I, I believe I believe it said that he went, went in, knocked on the door, knocked on the door, made sure she was okay, her. moved her, strapped the lawnmower, like pulled it up off the, the hill, and that's yeah. right, that's right. So thanks so much to, to Chip Nelson for uh, for just being a good person that's good yeah no that's awesome I'm sure she she was very appreciative yes. or she wouldn't have sent that note so I thought that was great that's right that's right and then we had uh, Zach Gallagher is the GM in North um, Northern in Kentucky yeah, yeah Cincinnati North, Northern Kentucky so um, a kid I believe that he just had um, there's anyway it was just a really cool news story you'll probably see it on our Facebook page but um, it was the Cooper family, and he was in need of a bike. Um, but when he had his bike, they realized that he they didn't have anywhere f- for him to ride it. So we yeah, did the kid make, he was autistic. Yeah. The mm-hmm. kid was autistic, mm-hmm. so he had some uh, some uh, special needs there, and so that's yeah. where we jumped in there and donated him some concrete. donated some concrete. He has a concrete he has a concrete pad to, to ride his bike. Yeah, uh, so it's little cool. things like that. You know, we, we just say, Oh, that's seven yards of concrete, but that made a world of difference to that mom, that family and him, especially. I had Zach on the news. Yes. <laughs> Zach think, looking uh, like a pro. <laughs> yeah. Zach was on. That's the first time he's ever been on the news for a good deed. I've seen him on the news like his mugshot when we were younger. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Zach and I grew up yeah. together. So you can, you, <laughs> you've got a lot of good he, stories. He wasn't on, on this, Zach. but I do have a lot. Of, he's got a lot of good stories on me too, so I better shut up. But that's we, right. We've been friends yeah. since uh, about the, I don't know, seventh grade or something. So <laughs> good guy. That's awesome. Well, anything else you've got? That's it, Laura. Well, you know what? We we, def- we definitely want to mention, um, not great news, but we wanted to remember someone that passed away um, last Friday. Yeah. Uh, we found out um, that Miss Esmeralda uh, was in Texas. She's our HR person in Texas, and she passed away. And she was just a wonderful – I know, you you know, Daniel um, worked with yeah. her very closely. Yeah. So we are so – we Esme, just want to – Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. for that. Esme was uh, – very very good person mm-hmm. just a very good person and she uh, uh we were just with her she come to dallas to help us with the acquisition just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh 
she cared cared deeply about uh, our company and and cared you know we were just you know she's a friend so I, I just uh, very very sad I know she cared she just cared a lot about this place and uh, you know she came with an acquisition that we did in Houston a few years ago and she uh, I don't know she just immediately became family I know Beth and her were very close and and uh, the Houston group was very very close with Esme. She will be deeply missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, very such very a sad. sweet spirit, gentle yeah. spirit, and um, and she she's very professional too. And we just we lo- we we we're just thinking about her family and praying for them, praying for that whole Texas group. Yep, hundred percent. Okay, all right. So Jeff, we are uh, we are still in this book. This book that we love, rethinking. That we, I again. think think again. Yeah. All about rethinking. Right. Um, Adam Grant. So we're kind of we're getting close to finishing this out. So, um, but you have some things you want to share from this uh, chapters eight and nine. What are your What are your takeaways from from them? Chapter eight is charged conversations, and basically a recap of the chapter was you know emotions should not be ignored or over exaggerated in discussion, but open to revision. Uh, and then it goes on and basically simplifying topics into black and white can polarize people more than convince them to rethink their views. And then binary bias refers to making topics too simple, black and white, when they are highly complex with many viewpoints. And the biggest takeaway for this, from this, when I read it the first time was, you know, we we have to be able not to get uh, – so emotionally charged when we're when we disagree with people and and also some people you can argue about things and be blatantly wrong but because you're so stubborn you won't back up i know i've done that right i, I know like uh, i you may be wrong know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh what are you talking about but uh you can know you you're wrong but you still argue you still arguing you still arguing you still arguing and even knowing in the back of your mind it's wrong. So it's like there's no there's no shame in admitting when you're wrong. There's no shame in being open to other people's ideals. It's just uh, – and sometimes you, you may be open to listen to people, but you can still disagree. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. You know, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to have charged conversations, but it's not okay to get so – emotional about it we need to keep we need to keep it in the lanes and keep 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 our emotions in check especially at work especially i think it's at work. especially at work mm-hmm. it's so important keep your emotions in check everybody's working hard we're working a lot of hours doing our job you know it's a lot to this job and a lot of hours to this job and i get it this week friday last friday night into saturday morning i had to come in at 11 on friday night and i didn't get done till six o'clock saturday morning driving a truck and you know you, you pull up to some people at a is at a pump we're pumping a big high rise downtown and i pulled up to some people in the truck and they're just like you know super happy it's two o'clock in the morning you, you know they, it's like hey what's <laughs> up how's it going you know it's like, <laughs> i love it you know it's great and you pull up some people who got the window up and they're like i hate my life but yeah. <laughs> uh and, and, and i get both you know i get i get both perspectives and it's it's but it's all about having good a good attitude and good attitudes at work making the best of sometimes bad situations you know friday night into saturday morning that's a tough night for 
Uh, it's kind of like Monday mornings when you're coming in off of a Sunday night. You know, that's a, that's a tough night for it, too. And I, I get that. And But make the best of it. Come in there ready to go. Would you, you know, just get get just put your boots on and get after it. And I think if you do that, then uh, you, you'll, you'll find your happiness in it. I know I do. There's sometimes, you know, when we're asked to drive trucks, it, it, it's not like we got to go home and go sleep. I mean, we worked all day and then get in a truck. And you drive all night, so you've been up for two days by the time it's all over. That's rough. But something about it, when you get in there and get your mind right, uh, you know, you can still have fun and enjoy what you're doing. And I think this this book, this chapter in particular, you know, is, is important for us to realize that uh, don't don't get too emotional. Don't let your emotions get control. If you feel yourself getting angry or whatever the case may be, walk away from a situation. Don't come in here with just these concreted mentality about how life should be things change and yeah. and people need to realize that right. especially the company that's growing like ours things change roles change uh, what what I do today is different than what I did a year ago I had to adapt I had to change that was hard for me uh, I know it's hard for some people that work here but we have to do it if we don't do it then we're limiting our ability to grow uh, and I think it's important And so you know chapter 9 kind of similar to that is uh, rewrite the, the chapter is about re, rewriting. I can't talk <laughs> rewriting the textbook, and it goes on and summarizes it as teaching is not about spoon feeding facts, but about showing children they can rethink and question. And lectures are often considered the best form of teaching because they're easy, but active learning creates more knowledge for the learner. And confusion is not an enemy, but a door to curiosity and interest in those things we're questioning. And I, I, love, I love this chapter. I, I think that, and it goes back to this idea of textbooks, and a teacher gave uh, some textbooks to her students from 1940 mm-hmm. and told them to read a chapter in it. And one of the students come up and said, well, this isn't, this isn't accurate. And she said, it's not. But in 1940, it, it was. It was accurate. Yeah. And so things changed. And so what we read, everything you read out there is not true. Everything you see out there is not true. Everything you heard that someone said about you is not true. It may be taken out of context. It may understand the sources, understand where the information comes from, and be adaptable to, to what you're seeing and what you're reading and the information that's being brought to you. I've, I have for forever, uh, since I ran, for, I ran for mayor when I was 24 years old in Smyrna, but <laughs> since then, uh, I haven't had any social media. Right. I don't do social media. Because I don't want to see it. You know, I just don't want to deal with it. I've got more going on than worrying about that stuff. And a lot of people get so worked up. Well, so-and-so said this or so-and-so. I read this on social media about COVID. I read this about, mm-hmm. you know, what the economy is going to do. I read this about inflation. I read, you know, they see all this stuff, but they don't check the sources. You know, this that's isn't right. coming from someone that's some uh, professor at Harvard. It's coming from some guy sitting in his gym shorts at his mother's basement writing some post Right. You know, about some stuff they don't even know about. Yeah. So be smart about and think about what you're reading and where the sources are coming from before you get worked up about certain things. Same thing when you hear bad news about someone speaking about you. This may be a newsflash, but I hear about people talking about me all the time. And it doesn't, I don't get upset about it. That didn't bother me because I can't, I can't let what people feel about me dictate the way I feel about myself mm-hmm. and and we no one should you should be you know 
uh, have a confident humility. We spoke about that uh, in one of the chapters or, or maybe his last book. But, yeah. but to have a confident humility in yourself to realize that, you know, hey, people are out there. They might not like me, but I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to try to do live to be the best version of myself that I absolutely, absolutely can be. And that and I'll say that's that happens a lot with leadership roles. Um, I know a lot of people, they've they've had this conversation. When you step into a leadership role, you've, you've been a leader for a while, but you're always the first one to get criticized. So plan managers general managers um oper- any anybody if you're you're a leader you're going to be the first one to be criticized 100 you gotta have big shoulders for that you know it's just not gonna make everybody happy if you want to be a leader you gotta get over mm-hmm. you know you gotta get over you gotta make tough decisions you gotta treat people fair uh fair but firm and and uh do do what's right and you'll it always come out right, That's right. You, you do right things go right I'm a right. big believer in that. Do right, things go right. But the other point of this this chapter was it kind of has this debate between lecturing and active learning mm-hmm. and how lecturing is a way to, to teach, but it's not always the best way active learning is. And as we think about training and how we train our operators, we can set someone down at a table and lecture to them about how to, how to drive a truck until we're blue in the face. But until we actually go get in a truck and let them drive it and deliver the concrete and pour it out, they're not going to have a clue what we're talking about. You have to be hands-on. Mm-hmm. Same way, though, with a truck that seems, oh, yeah, duh, you, of course they got to be hands-on. But what about batching or what about quality control? What about in the office? What about every aspect of our own lives? We can read about stuff ad nauseum, but until we go get our hands on it, we're not really going to understand it. It's like concrete finishing. You know, Mike and I just handled a complaint uh, with some low brakes that we had. And the, the operators didn't fill out their tickets, uh, which makes it more difficult. But on the ticket, it had a four and a five, four to five inch slump is what, kind of where we put the, that's where the ticket was. And that's where the, the slump of the concrete was supposed to be delivered. Where on the test that they did, every test showed that the concrete was poured on an eight and nine inch slump. Well, the brakes come back low. Well, the guy's arguing. He tries to mix us up in our words, but it got real simple, real quick. My ticket says five-inch slump. There's only one way that, that you go from a five to a six or seven or eight or nine is with water. And if you add water, it's going to change the water-cement ratio, and therefore it's going to lower the strength. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it weakens the concrete. And if it's l- lower than what the design spec on the concrete was, it's not my fault. It's, it's on the customer. But a lot of people, I feel like they just give in and acquiesce and and they don't. You can be fair, but you got to be firm, you know, and you got to stand up for the company and stand up for what uh, for what you know is right. And and I think that's that's important. I think it's important for us to learn as active learners by not just reading in a book what concrete is. You know, you, you pull on all that past history. You know, I grew up finishing concrete. So I, I finished concrete since I was a young kid. Till, you know, whenever I decide to finish it now. Uh, so, <laughs> Which was just like a month ago. Yeah. You're out. So I, you pull on that information, though. If I if I didn't have all that active learning on what happens on a job site, I wouldn't be able to handle complaints very well. Same way with other people that pull on those experiences. So active learning is critical. It's critical for us to be able to handle complaints, handle issues, get, get better at our jobs, get smarter at the way we approach and handle situations. So... Uh, I think it's good. That last point about confusion is not an enemy, but a door to curiosity and interest. 
uh, I, I love that, right? If I'm curious about something, I just go read about it. Mm-hmm. When we first bought uh, Metro Ready Mix seven years ago, I knew nothing about concrete, nothing. I knew, you know, 350, 120, put a little rock, put some 44% sand, 43% sand, whatever we like. It just made the mix look good. Uh, that's all I knew. 3,000, 4,000 PSI concrete residential. When I got, when we bought Metro, I had to learn this stuff real quick. You know, a lot of these guys have been doing it forever. I wanted to understand it. I just I started started getting information, you know, started reading books, going on job sites, seeing yeah. the concrete. I was driving a truck, pouring it out, understanding what water does, understanding what super did, understanding what it and how it all worked. And it it, 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 it helped me. Mm-hmm. It made me, I was an active learner. And uh, it, it, it's not to say I know everything about concrete. I certainly don't. So these guys are so much better at it than I am. But I know a lot more than I did seven years ago. Same way with truck manufacturing. Don't know anything about that. You know, we just, we <laughs> you just got, kind of got a lot that. to learn. Yeah. I got a lot to learn. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, I'm going to go spend a week or two in Fort Wayne, Indiana, straight, and I'm going to build a truck from the frame to out the door. That's mm-hmm. something I've always wanted to do. So I think it's going to be really cool. And I could read a book about that. But actively going out there, physically doing that work, I think I'm gonna learn a lot from it. So, so you're gonna get the mask with the welding? Are you? Uh, yeah, man, welder? I can weld. Uh, not very good, but uh, no, those guys are very, very talented. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look and watch and jump in, and get in the way. So, uh, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And that's what we've got to do. And uh, I mean, just professional development, growth. I mean, it's you're, you're never, it's you're never too late um, just to learn something new. That's right. All right. Well, everyone, you have a great week. Jeff, you got anything else? That's this might be our longest podcast we've done, by the way. So thanks for everybody for listening this far. Hey, man, who would? That's great. Longer (laughs) the better. All right. Everybody have a great week. Thanks.